everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves. And with me today are my co-hosts. To my left, Mr. Big Buckets, a.k.a. the Armadillo Wrangler up here in the muscle shirt. Oh, I thought there was one Wesley Dunham. What up? Oh, 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 and to my right is Mr. Porch Talk himself, the Podfather, Alan Aldridge. Just... Uh, Podfather, two new podcasts into the field. We're at two new ones? Yeah. What are these two? Wade Leonard, he has two. He has one where he talks to philosophers. Uh, it's very cool. Where does he find philosophers? He works at MSU. Okay. So it's in the philosophy department. And the other one was him and his right-hand man. And uh, they record the episodes in uh, the Munson and Brothers Beer Garden. That's cool. Yeah, so very cool stuff. Uh, Pod fathered some more. Bring it on, thing, man. Bring just, it on. Yeah, just more, more to the market. It's the way I see it, flood it, baby. Especially with podcasts right now, because podcasts are just—they're really becoming a thing. And for one thing, I think the cream are going to rise to the top. If you're if always it, if the content is good, macho man, baby. Then you, the cream's going to rise to the top. The, the, the content's good. The content's good. You're gonna, you mind. No, go ahead. You might, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna do really well, and if you're not, you're not. The other thing is, though, as there's more podcasts, there's more podcast listeners. You bring listeners with you, and as we've seen with your show and my show and County Line and Midwife Crisis and all these, all these podcasts that we've co- mm-hmm. kind of pollinated with, we all just pick up each other's viewers, viewers who are not necessarily even podcast listeners before they started listening to that podcast. Yeah, so. You're getting with more shows. You're they bring listeners to the marketplace, and because it's such a new thing, there's so much room to find out. Okay, and I think in ten years, podcasting might start being lame because the cream are going to rise to the top. They're going to get all the money, and you're already seeing this to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we kind of got in there. I think early, early enough that yeah, and YouTube, YouTube, us going video platform uh, with our content was big. That because like podcasts, they have an own bar on the YouTube search, you know. Yes, it's hard to, it's hard to, um, um, it's hard to get in with just the audio now, yeah. Because a lot of those people have kind of already been established and they've already went to video. And what you're seeing is you, you just need to be on top of what's happening next. And when I saw, I knew we needed to go to YouTube when, and go to video content just in general. But I knew we needed to, needed to go to YouTube when I saw them create the pod when they started really pushing podcasts and started being like okay like podcasts are going to have their own bar like this, it's going to be its own thing even though they are pushing the one percent of podcasts when I, I was like if i get there early enough if i get there as soon as they do and they start pushing if i'm already there you're going to be pushed i'm going to get pushed along with everybody else just as part of the content yeah. which is really in my opinion not to pat myself on the back but it's one of the reasons why we've had the success that we've had mm-hmm. is because we got to youtube at the right time you know, but I also yeah. think our content's good enough that we can compete. And shout out to you, man. I mean, this morning, you know, uh, at the church, had uh, the media guy and uh, other members in the congregation reach out and be like, hey, I've watched y'all man up. We know about Porch Talk. Yeah. Uh, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all make great content. Yeah. So, I mean, shout, I, out, shout out to y'all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and shout out to the people at home uh, uh, watching. What's up, Dino? Hey, yo, baby. Finally made a live. What's up, man? Good to see you, brother. Yep. Um, that's, uh, that's one of the things about, um, what were you talking about? 
like people finding it and yeah, yeah, yeah. ingesting it and like being behind that, like what we're doing. That's one of the things about um, just what we're doing in general. Is just it just as as you bring the point I'm making is just as you bring more listeners, there's just room for everybody. And I think that if you continue to make good content, which is which is mostly not about me, you know what I mean? It's it's just about me kind of just creating the culture and just having being able to have a mo is a big deal mm-hmm. i think being able to have somebody that can mm-hmm. like really i just don't think it works real well without somebody behind the camera you know you need somebody there who can who can uh who can work the camera angles who can work the audio because as a host it's real you see people trying to do it yeah. they're trying to do and i guess if you pre-recorded a bunch of angles if you did it as a full time job, you could go back and splice stuff together. God, that would so. It would take forever. I think just a broad range of topics we cover too. We were in left field one day and right field the next. Yeah, that you know that we don't get stale. Yeah, that actually hurts us in terms. Think? I it absolutely it does. Yeah, it, it's good to be in one field. Yeah, really? you, okay. you, yeah huh. it, I thought the it more. Be good yeah, though. it's easier to be successful. You would think that. Yeah, and yeah. also you can monetize your audience better if you're on one topic. So, two thousand listeners. If you are a if you're an art page and all you do is art is more valuable than two hundred thousand listeners of what we do because if I have two thousand fans I can now sell ad space to art supply companies and people who mm-hmm. I, that they're they're looking mm-hmm. for that super hyper targeted audience whereas our audience is a little broader so we're gonna have once as we make it big we'll be even bigger we're gonna be talked about you know but you have to, in order to make it in that space. You got a really proven our point, Dino. And what's up, Ben Hardy? You are the revelation of a party. When I get started listening, you guys, nobody knew you. Now, if I mention it, people do. Yeah, it's it's really. And and he's an OG fan. He's been around for for a hot minute. Um, That's what's up. It it really has kind of kind of taken on, and I think it's just honestly. Do you know? I've had to get my ego out of the way of it, and just kind of like, just try to be real, and Mm -hmm. just try to put something authentic out there. And I'm luckily in a place in my life, hey, if this doesn't get any bigger than it is right now, like, that's fine. That's okay. So I'm just going to try to continue to put authentic content out there and then have enough people on the back end that can create the content that's going to get us found. And also, I'll say this, uh, with Fort Salt and with this show, like, you know, hell, I was with y'all. First couple episodes, mm-hmm. y'all had me on. Yeah. And First episode, maybe. It's been incredibly organic. Yeah. And everything that y'all have done since, like, you, I mean – I mean, I see you as a flagship, dude, uh, when it comes to, like, being on top of what uh, social media is pushing. Like, uh, you m- remember the once upon a time when uh, Facebook was pushing podcasts and they shut it down? Yeah. Uh, you and I both had talked about that, yeah. and we both did it, and it was mm-hmm. good for us. Yeah. And uh, when YouTube started doing it, and, like, you and I would talk about it behind the scenes, it's like, whatever the algorithm is pushing, do that. Right. That's all there is to being a content creator. Yeah, that's all there is to it. You just you got to know what's hitting right now. What's um, what's going on? My gym here in Philly is about to start BJJ classes. I've never trained BJJ. What are some tips for a first timer? Uh, who's the? Do you know who the head coach is there? Who the head coach is? Um, just curious. Uh, ben. I remember there was a team there back in Philadelphia. Actually, I think the guy that I fought in my first fight might have no other side of Meridian somewhere. I don't remember. I don't remember where it was. It, it was in that area though. What do, you, think. what do you make of this roller coaster we call Man Up West? Man, I've been enjoying I'm gonna it. I'm going to get to that answer in a second. Um, I've really been enjoying it because, you know, we, I was with it when we started back in the office. You're the, it was me and you yeah. at first. It was just me and you. Tyler it was came nothing home. but audio. We had a, 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 a little mixer board and some 
were we two microphones ago? Or no, no, we we only had two. This is our second mic. Okay, yeah, it's our first. We we, we that's that was probably the best thing that I purchased on the front end yeah. was the mics. I've really I, enjoyed I watching the uh, the progression of it. That just keeps climbing. Then we moved. Then we got new new microphones, and we moved out here. And we had the green screen for a while. That was kind of dope, but it was kind of yeah, hard cool, work. It was I did, tough. I did enjoy but, uh, it. But then we had the couches <laughs> the and all that. <laughs> I've been. I've enjoyed. I've really enjoyed watching how it's growing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And more importantly, like the best thing that I'll say, especially like in the chat, and they get lively sometimes, is oh, yeah. we're the show is bigger than itself now. To where we, you Jake, and I mean I guess all of us, Mo, shout out to you, is uh, we've created a culture. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a community. Yeah. that's starting mm-hmm. to surround about it, and and we probably need to start getting some t-shirts and stuff made for those people. Yeah. Um, do some giveaways and sell them or whatever, because I mean we're at a point now where. Merch is becoming viable. We're getting a point now where, like, and, and truthfully, if I had more time, we would have already done some of these moves. But I'm, I'm, I'm focused on some other things. Um, but I'm coming back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always, I'll, I've always, I'll get things going, and I'll get them started, and then I'll, I'll put them on autopilot, and then I'll come back to them, and I'll, I'll work on them again. But I'll, I always have a lot of projects <laughs> going on. Um, but we're at a point now where it's like we. We, we need to take it to the next step, I think. We need to kind of up it a little bit. Um, I always feel that way, though. I'm, nev- I'm never happy. I'm never like, okay, we're done. Successful people never are. Yeah, I'm never, never. I'm never happy with anything I've ever done, honestly. I've never been like, yeah, this is good enough. Um, but I think that we're at, we're at a point now where, I mean, like I've got friends, that I, people that I would call, like, like some of these people in the chat. Like I would call, um, when he says Philly, he means Philadelphia, Mississippi, Phil. Just to mm. clarify. Yeah, but uh, Ben, uh, Phil, John there in the chat, that would be a great guy to talk to about it. Yeah, he's one. Of, he's a purple belt under me. And he uh, his first day was sooner, more recent than mine. What I'll say, Ben, if you're thinking about getting involved in jiu-jitsu, the first thing that I would say is growth starts when you can let go of the ego. If you can do it on your first day, that is, uh, that's really powerful. The quicker, because a lot like I didn't wasn't really able to do it till I was probably a brown belt. And I feel like that's when I was able to kind of let go of the ego a little bit, uh, and it's I still have it to some degree. So so letting go of the ego is a never ending process, but let go of the ego. Just have a have a that white belt mentality of like mm-hmm. I'm here to learn. I'm I'm you're gonna get your ass kicked when you roll. You just are. Everybody thinks they're a badass till they roll. And let, if, if you're at a decent gym, if you go in there and you're like smoking people on everybody on your first day that aren't other for like higher belts like you probably shouldn't train there um that uh yeah i knew you were thinking about pennsylvania um but that's that'd be my first thing is and then just show up mm-hmm. just show up start training and show up every single day you're gonna have a lot of days that you don't want to do it you're gonna have a lot of times you won't feel like it you're gonna be sore you're gonna hurt uh, you're get into a routine and stick to that routine two, three days a week and have it in your mind that you're going to do that. That's your life. That's your lifestyle. That's true. Of any training. I don't care if you're weightlifting or whatever, get it, get it in your head. Like I'm going to show up for at least one more day. And in your mind, you're thinking about it very long term because the, the results, especially after the first year or two become very incremental, but greatness is on the other side of that incremental incremental steps that you're taking they're going to be very slow uh blue after blue belt after blue belt they slow way down after purple belt they slow down even more and after brown belt they the the progression almost becomes subjective and so um 
just attack it in in the mind the mindset of like I'm gonna this is part of this becomes is gonna be part of my lifestyle um, is the only way you're gonna stick to it because BJJ is the most fulfilling thing I've probably ever done. It and starting a business and 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 growing a business are the two most significant things I've done with my life. Getting my black belt in jujitsu, to be honest with you, is probably the number one top five accomplishments. And people will, you know, I, I would say ranks above becoming a father because becoming a father, everybody did that. I don't love my black belt more than I love I, my kids. Come on, there, there's, a, there, there's a difference in not going to grow up and being a dad. Right, that's what I mean. But you don't, re, you didn't really achieve fatherhood until they're grown. Right. Okay. Like I haven't won being a dad yet. I just am a dad. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't like achieved. Like if my if my kid goes on to be the president, okay, <laughs> be proud of that. I'm going to be more proud of that than my black belt. If my kid grows up to be a crack addict, on the other <laughs> hand. My black belt's going to stay on up there. Stop talking about the White House. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So Look, one so. thing I, I would <laughs> a piggyback off what Dino said is don't get discouraged because there's going to be days, there's going to be even weeks when you're going to be the, the nail and the hammer is going to yeah. be flip-flopping. And there's going to be several days you're going to be like, man, am I even supposed to be in here? Yeah, and just show up. Yeah. Just show up anyway. And then come back the next week and you do great. Dude, and I'm also, a black belt, and I question if I yeah. am good enough to even be doing this. Every day, like at least once a week. Yeah. Once a week, I go home from training with the music turned off, staring in the abyss, wondering <laughs> what I'm doing with my life. Like, like, why am I even doing this? I suck at this. Yeah. I'm never going to be good at it, you know. And I'm a black belt. People and other people look at me like, "What are you talking about? You are good at it." And I'm like, "No, I'm not." Because the better you get at it, the more you understand the levels to it, and that it's infinite. You can never master it. Black belt is the beginning of learning. When you get yeah. to your black belt, you realize like, oh, now I know enough jujitsu to start learning jujitsu. <laughs> That's how I feel about the black yeah. belt. Like I now know enough jujitsu that I can think about training jujitsu. And to what you were asking me, you were talking about wanting to go to the, the gym, and I never got to the point I was going to make on your show. You were talking about you wanted to get started in the gym, mm -hmm. and you knew you weren't going to do it on your own, and you didn't know what to do. There's a really, really powerful book that I would recommend to you okay. called Atomic Habits. Okay. Um, let me look up. I've got it on my phone right here because I've read it, um, obviously. But I, you know, I do audio books. So obviously, I've read it. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the name of the book is. Let me let me go back here. Maybe I don't have it on here. One second, I promise. Atomic Habits. Huh. Yeah, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it talks about. Somebody who was in a very similar situation to you, but just a lot worse. This person was morbidly obese, way out of shape. Um, you've had a blue belt for three years and still don't feel like, uh, yeah, I feel you. I don't think I ever grew into my purple belt, and I had it for, oh, man, I had got it for two years. I, I never grew into my brown either. Had Where it for are you years. at, Wes? Got all He's beat. a purple belt. <laughs> yeah, you've been at purple belt yeah, for how long? A long time. But I just I can't get in here like yeah. I like. But And, and even but no, though you're yeah. my buddy, I'm not going to fake rank you up. No, you I, know wouldn't, what I, mean? I wouldn't. Like that's just, is I'm that a thing? Does, yeah. that, does that happen? Oh, my God. Yeah. All the time. No, All and I've time. had that conversation with my I mean, wife but before, like, what, too. What pride is there in there that? There shouldn't be any, but yeah. people still do it. Because if you'll ride the coach's jock hard enough, usually, he'll rank you. Even if you're not coming to class, really. Man. And it's and it, to me, it cheapens the art. It, like, it kind of makes it bullshit. Yeah, when you come to like the art form, like even in like the music world, it's like <laughs> when you're playing live shows, like you know, a step up is like having your name on the marquee, yeah. right? Right. You're uh you're being advertised at that bar that night, mm -hmm. and that doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it's the equivalent of, okay, I just dropped a single on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Well, it could be the equivalent of me screaming in the woods, and yeah. the similarity is no one's gonna fucking hear it. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like putting out a, yeah. a podcast. Yeah, 
our first 100 podcasts probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we probably put out, I don't know, Dang, 80, we, 80 podcasts before we had any listens really, other than us. And which like, reminds me, we're coming up on 200 soon, aren't we? Oh, yeah. 200 it's a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, but the, but the uh, oh, wow, I didn't realize we were that far. We've got to get some streamers. What I would stuff. tell you to do, start by just showing up and don't even do anything. Just get a gym membership and just go twice a week, three times a week. Pick you two or three days and just go. And then when you're there, show up. And if you want to do something, do it. If you don't want to do anything, just leave. Take a shower and go home. Just, just I, I started looking at it like my spa time. I'm just going to do things I enjoy doing. If I want to walk on the treadmill, I'll walk on the treadmill. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. If I want to do some bicep curls, I'll do some bicep curls. That's how I started. And I just made it an addiction. And I just showed up and just it, just enjoyed my time there. Spent five minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. It doesn't matter. I've, just uh, show up and just create a habit. I've, I've, I've never, like, I, I'm with that. I've never lifted weights. and But, like, my, my fear is I don't want to do things incorrectly. Mm. Buddy, let me tell you something. You got a supercomputer in your pocket <laughs> that has every workout oh, that's ever boy, been invented that's been videoed by professional instructors who are probably way better than anybody you're going to meet at the gym. Can, they can't sit and watch your form, so you may mess up a little bit. Buddy, most of these gym workouts at the gym, you can't mess them up. If you'll just look up how to do it on YouTube a couple times, stay away from Olympic lifts. But those are super technical. You really, I would want to coach for those. What do you mean by that? Like like your like your power cleans overhead oh, and stuff okay. like a lot of your CrossFit lifts and stuff. Oh, okay. I don't I don't do Olympic lifts. I, I mean deadlifts you're usually fine. Don't don't go in there and try to kill yourself with super heavy weight. Don't think you need to find a max at all. Go in there and just you got machines, you got cables, you got dumbbells. Mm. You, you're if you grab starting from nothing. If you grab two ten pound dumbbells and just press them over your head twenty times with no real form, you're getting somewhere. You've done something. You're Something's doing. You're burning. doing good. Yeah. Like that's all there is to it. I mean, you you do this. You do this. You pull. You pull. You do squats. You you work pretty much every muscle. Do your core. Do some sit ups. Do some back extensions. You know, or just press, press, pull, pull, um, deadlifts and squats. You hit everything. That's that's all you got to do. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do curls. You don't have to do tricep extensions because all those muscles are already getting hit in these compound muscle groups. Press works tr- chest, shoulders, and triceps. Overhead is going to go a little bit more in your shoulders, but also it's all, overhead press is going to be deltoids, triceps, um, primarily working on your delts, your shoulders, but it's still a compound movement, working a lot of different muscles. Your pulls are going to work your back, going to work your biceps. Uh, you know, you maybe do some shrugs. You know, but but you're hitting pretty much all your all your muscle groups with a few key movements. Now, if you want to get into isolated movements, I like isolated movements, but I consider a lot of my pull motions kind of isolated. Um, but I like isolated movements. I like curls. I like calf raises, but you don't have to do them. Squats, squats and deadlifts hit everything in your lower body you really need to hit. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's, it's just one thing that, that's really been on me, and I know this is 150 episodes ago, maybe three years ago, and you've been talking about it forever. We don't really talk about it now, but you were talking about the four Fs in your life that right. you really need to hit. Mm-hmm. And, like, lately I'm finding the only F that I'm not really making strides toward is fitness. Right. And it's beginning to be a bit of hypo- hypocrisy And to it's going to also it's gonna hold you back in all the other areas. Yeah. If you're not physically fit, in my what, what opinion. What are those four else? I mean, just for those So your listening. faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. And, you know, some people talk about faith, and they talk about it in terms of God or faith in yourself. To me, I think it's faith in God or at least. Wouldn't you say self-esteem? I, I, I think the spiritual journey. I think going on that spiritual journey of finding out who you are, finding out 
who God is and, and why you're here, um, what your legacy is going to be, um, your faith, your family. Are you spending quality time with your kids? Are you spending time with your spouse? Are you pouring into those people too? It's not just about time. Are you giving them things? Are you, and I don't mean giving them like material things. Are you giving them knowledge? Are you teaching your kids the right mm-hmm. way? Are you teaching them about life? Are you preparing them to be an adult? Are you are you pouring into the people around you? Are you are people better? Are the people who are important to you? And and sometimes this will come off like bullying, but like with me and Mo, I bully Mo, right, Mo? Oh, yeah. I bully Mo mercilessly, one hundred percent out of love. We know, yeah, a hundred percent out of love though. I only bully <laughs> Mo because I love Mo. So when I see sure. Mo. He's got a he's got a unicorn patch and he's going bald. And I'm like, buddy, it's hey, time. Have you seen his hat? Yeah, and that's why I'm bringing that up. Hey, buddy, it's time to let go. You need friends being like, hey, buddy, you look ridiculous. You need to shave your head because I want you to look good. I want women to find you attractive because you're a better homeboy to me. If women find you attractive, he is a good dude. Just right for the ladies out there. You're but but you, and you're you're a if you, you're going to be happier if women like you. You just are. It's life's better when you're attractive. The quality of life that you live, like if I'm gonna tell you right now, if I had, if somebody were to tell me, I'll give you a billion dollars right now, but you have to neglect your health for the rest of your life and just be a fat piece of shit, no, I'd turn it down. Hard pass, because you may not, you ain't gonna make it very long. Even if I did, I don't want to live like that. Yeah. I don't want to live as a fat tub of lard. I've been fat. It's hard to breathe. Yeah, you can't tire. You can't tire damn places. shoes. Like I'm at a place. I'm at a point right now. It's hard to sit on a bench. I'm. Yeah. I'm a little too tight and my neck hurts and my back hurts and I, if I don't take care of myself I can't sit out, not in a recliner for very long like this show gets difficult for mm-hmm. me at times with my neck and back issues a lot of times I'm not going to neglect my health no amount of money is worth my health if I, if I could sit on a what? why would you want to sit on a beach in Cancun if nobody wants to fuck you when you take your shirt off what's the point of being at yeah. the beach you like water that much <laughs> It's salty. It's sandy. It's not fun. It's only fun if when you take your shirt off, people are like, he don't look bad. I'm not saying you, you got to look like, like Fabio out I'm not there saying you got to look like Fabio or David Hasselhoff. I'm not saying you got to look like uh, David Beckham. But, you know, if you can, you know, and here's the thing about it. When girls say they want to fuck dad bods, like they find dad bods attractive. They've given up. No, I don't, I'm not even going to say that. I think that their definition of dad bods is a lot different than everybody else's. Oh, Oh, I yeah, got a dad sure. bod. Do too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a dad bod. This is a dad bod. I'm a when you When you talk to women, when they say they like dad bods, a lot of them are talking about me. Okay, they're not talking about the 300 pounder walking with his with his belly hanging below his dick. Yeah. That's not a dad bod. Yeah, no, okay, fat, chubby, stinky man. Most of the time, that's not what they're talking about. When you're talking to attractive women, when they talk about a dad bod, they're talking about a guy who works out but still eats some cupcakes. Yeah, that's he, what they mean. He likes his honey. He gonna take him out for ice cream, right? He's willing to go and hang out. He's willing to take you out for ice cream. Mm. Yeah, he's will, he's willing to he's willing to take you fun places and do fun things. But he's gonna look good at the same time. He works out enough mm-hmm. and he's disciplined enough in his off time that you can have special experiences together without him making being a bitch about it. Because a lot of dudes who are really ripped up, they're hard to hang out with. They are, because all they want to do is talk about, oh, well, I can't, I, oh, you know, I, I can't eat wheat right now. Oh, I can't eat. Nobody wants to fucking hang out with Check that Check out these lights, bro. You know, yeah. that's a tricep. But, 
Uh, well, I mean, whatever. That, I'm just saying that's what they do. You know, <laughs> you know. there's a tricep back here, buddy. Well, let me show um, you my knee bone. Yeah, yeah. They call try, it a lat, femur. These are the lats, ain't they? It, right. You get the imaginary wings, but they got the imaginary lat syndrome. Like, yeah, nobody, nobody's trying to hang out with that guy. No. But if you can look really good, but still go to go out and have a drink every once in a while, still have a good time. Maybe you got, maybe, maybe you don't have like a fully like defined six pack, but you know, you look good. You look at, you look like to me. That's what I look like. Mm-hmm. I look, you know, I don't, I'm not ripped up. I got a little belly, like, but I'm in shape enough. Like, a lot of times that's what girls are talking about with the dad bod. Guys that work out, watch what they eat, are disciplined, but are also willing to sometimes have a good time. Yeah. And guys, where all this spills from is how often you think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> what were you? What were we gonna get into on on today's episode? Oh, we were talking about yeah, the, the working out, working out, yeah. Yeah. working out. I, but my my thing is, if you're Trying to be, let's say, a billionaire, and you're starting from scratch. I'm not talking about you're inheriting $100 million from your dad. You're starting from scratch. Um, that's going to take a toll on you physically that if you're not in shape, you're not going to be able to withstand. Dude, and that, that's my yeah. point. Like with those four Fs, you know, your faith, your fitness, your finance. What was the other one? Faith, family, family fitness, family, and finance. Family. Yeah. With all those things, I, I, I see all those things. As, and you don't have to agree with me here, but uh, those are God-given and I have. Well, they're earned, but they're God. What do you mean, God given? Because you're being fit is not God given. Like you got earned. God, God gave me this body, the ability, yeah. And so I should do. You should pursue it. I should pursue it and yeah. Take in, care. Be a good steward of what's yours. That's my point. That's what it is. And so, like, I, I have been a slob for far too long, and it's yeah. time. It's time to tighten up. Yeah, it I've is. Gotten there too. Look at me. I'm, I'm just gonna be real with you. It is. Well, thank you. You it's know, time. I need friends like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's time. Do, it's time to quit being a piece of shit. Thank you. Yeah, okay. and 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 I I've said things on here before, but just just honestly, it is. It's time you're not the best version of you. If you were to die right now, and God were to introduce you to the best version of you, is it is it who's sitting in front of you right now? Probably not. Probably not, because there's a version of you that's in really great shape and yeah. makes a lot of money and has great relationships with friends and family and 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 makes a lot of money and I think I already said that one. But and, and and that's the culture that I won't like. If I'm gonna talk this talk, if I'm gonna be on this show, yeah. You need to live it. I want, I want to live it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want our listeners or, like, people who believe in what we're doing to be like, I can actually see that in yeah. his life. It needs, yeah. it, that needs to become part of who you are. Yeah. that That's the thing. You're never going to do anything until it becomes part of you. Until you – because identity is such a powerful thing to us, man. Who we are, who we perceive ourselves to be. As I drink this sweet is drink. Such a, well, I drink, <laughs> and, I got some zero sugar sitting I, here if you want, bro. I, I, I drink, <laughs> I'll, I'll drink that stuff, too. But you need to make sure that's the minority of what you're taking in your body, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I've think, had to recalibrate that myself. Like, yeah. like I was telling you, I signed up for that 5K. So that's what I really got to where I was drinking a lot throughout the week, but I've had to. You inspired him, man. I've you had su- to tell you myself. You supercharged like, me, dude. Well, I know, I've talked about it on here. I think it was the last time we talked about it was in the room back there. But I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I was like, damn, you're letting yourself go, bro. I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, man, this is unacceptable. Yeah. So I said, you got to do something Since about you got it. this new job, you've, you've slipped. That takes a toll on it, too. Yeah, you've slipped. That and then, you but, know. But it, here's the thing, though. It can't be the job's fault. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, it's, you got to take responsibility. Yeah, and I was, that's what I was doing. I was trying yeah. to put it off on other things. Like right. My it, son started soccer. I got this new job. And I'm like, well, damn, I'd like to spend time with my family. So I'm just going to hang out, drink a few beers. I was like, dude. You're getting heavy, fella. Yeah. Take your kids, <laughs> and take like, your kids for the wrong with you. Yeah. So this past because what's let me ask you this, and this is something powerful for fathers at home. What's more powerful, 
what because because your job is not to be around. Your job is to lead by example. Right. When your kids see you out of shape and unhealthy, and this and, and this goes back to that really controversial post I made on Facebook that time that you can't be a complete <laughs> father if you're a fat piece of shit. And the reason. Um, you really can't. And that, that's a good point. Start with a 30-minute walk tomorrow. Exactly. Start really, really incrementally. Start super small. Don't be sore. Just enjoy your time. But you can't be a complete father if you're a fat piece of shit. If you're a fat sack of shit, that, that, then what, is your, what, what are you leading? Because your kids aren't going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. Yeah. Your kids are going to emulate you. Uh-huh. And so if you, if you tell your kids health's important, and that you should take care of your body, and you're but you're sitting around cream. and you're just eating shit and yeah. you're getting fat and you're not taking care of yourself. What's more valuable for you to sit at home and watch a box of sitcoms or for you to say, hey, kids, we're going to load up. We're going to go down to the walking track. We're going to do a few laps. Hey, we're going to we're going to go move a little bit. We're going to go play tag. We're going to yeah. go, you know, go play tag with your kids. Get out in the yard and play tag with your kids and tell me you didn't do, get some good cardio in. Oh, well, I can't. You can't because you're a lazy piece of shit. You can't because all oh, my knees are going to hurt. Mine, too. Let me tell you something that'll wear you down too. Is if you got kids out there and they got a trampoline, get on that oh damn trampoline God. for that. That, that does fuck my knees up, dude. No, not not your knees. No, no, no. It makes you tired as hell. Well, dude, I built I, one I, for I've my kids. My ACL, and that was one thing. Like when I was in rehab, they told me it's like don't ever get on a trampoline. Oh, dude, we built one for our it, kids it for will Christmas. Destroy. You built one. Well, put it together. Oh, okay. for and, oh, I was about to say, you made I, they a was like, yeah, And I was like, man, I used to do front flips and back flips. And they didn't believe me. So I got on there and just busted out some front flips. Man, I couldn't even sit up the next day. Yeah. God, dog. Crazy. Dude. Because you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Hey. I landed them fools. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You just, I just, and I truly believe that. And that's one of the things that made me successful in the gym business. 100%. The reason why my gym was so successful was because when I sat down across from you to sign you up at the end of the night and I asked for more money than anybody else was asking, I truly believed I was going to make your life better. I truly mm-hmm. believe that when you get started in jiu-jitsu, you get started on a health journey, and you 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 make it part of who you are. You're going to be a better person because of that. Man, I, that I, I wish I knew that that Jake because like when I met you is like I was I was just starting porch talk, and a friend told me it was Leslie. She cleans yeah. here, and uh, she was like, you, "You're talking to interesting people. I think you should meet Jake Reeves and have mm-hmm. him on the show." I reached out to Thanks, you. Leslie. I mean, you you were one of the first guests I had. It used to be just me and the boys, right? Yeah. And uh, like I didn't know that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't know it was when you that, first that, that was a big step. Awesome for me, and uh, like sit in the back of this gym, and I interviewed Jake before I remodeled and, office or anything. And uh, he told me his story, and like you know, I thought about it over the years, and like man, how the friendship has kind of blossomed, and like, we're doing this show now, and all the other things that we do together. But of uh, man, I was like, what if I wish I knew that Jake, like. Let when you come up, the come up, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, let me tell you, baby, we still on the come up. Still, <laughs> we ain't done <laughs> shit yet. We hey, ain't done I, nothing that's yet. That's what I like to, to hear, see. Baby. We ain't done nothing yet, baby. This is the come up. See, because I look at my life of, of where I'm trying to get and who I, what I believe the best version of me is and who I am now, and it's not close. Mm. Like, I'm not in the shape that I need to be in. I'm not making the money I need to be making. I'm not the leader of my family that they need. I'm not the spiritual leader that I need to be. Like, I look, I feel that I'm falling short on all of my four F's. Am I working toward all four of them? I feel that I am. You just ain't but where I'm, you want to be. I'm falling short on all of them. I'm not where I want to be. This is the beginning. Like, I, I, I plan on making a whole lot more money. I plan on this getting a whole lot bigger. I plan on this show being a lot bigger. This is, to me, we're still in the grassroots of this. And it's like we talked about a long time ago. Because the difference between, to me, the people. <laughs> I hear you, Phil. <laughs> to me, the people. Uh, what do you say? 
Um, if only Alan knew someone that could step him through BJJ, 7.15 Monday through Thursday. <laughs> That's right. Um, what am I talking about? That's one thing about the, the chat. I get distracted uh, real easy. I'm like a squirrel. Talk, seeing where you're like, going. Come up. Oh, seeing yeah. where you're going. To me, where, this where is the grassroots part of like this show, for instance, because what separates, in my opinion, a lot of the people that are successful in things like this and things that people that aren't, I'm, I plan on doing it forever. Yeah. Like I plan on, I plan on, and, and maybe, maybe there's some churn in the people. Like maybe not all of us stay the whole time, but I intend on like, as of right now, and, and, and it's been hard for me because there's been times I'm like, man, fuck this show. Like, I'm, I'm done. You know, it's like, nope, keep going. Keep keep turning. Just keep doing it. Like I felt that way about Porsche. You know, especially with the amount of money that I sink into it because I put a lot of money in this show. There's been a lot of times I'm like, I got to quit putting so much money in this thing because um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of money, a mm-hmm. whole lot of money. Um, it's it's you just kind of you kind of like it's like, no, you, you you've made a commitment. Like, we're going to do this until it until I feel that it's done what it's meant to do. And, and I don't feel like it has because I, my my long-term vision of the show, even though this is like a comedy-type show, it is a show that we, we we cut up a lot. Like, I I want it to be a voice of to a generation of people, a generation of young men who are looking for somebody, something, well, something, I mean, some some sort of standard, something to look up to, something to, something to, to, to bring an anchor because a lot of men don't have that. A lot of men don't have that. Like, like masculinity has become so evil. And to, in, in society's opinion, and, 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 uh, yeah, and it's not. We and, need that. And I think that well, the purpose of this show is for us to bring a, back these four Fs, bring back a level of spirituality, a level of masculinity, uh, masculinity mm-hmm. a level of duty, because that's what men are missing, man. Yeah, you're called to more. Yeah, you have a duty. Yeah, you have a duty to be the best version of you. Yeah, you have a duty to go make money. You have a duty to take care of people. To provide. To provide. You have a duty to pour into people and make them better. Yeah. You have a duty to do more than just go to work at a nine to five job and slave away and make somebody else rich and die. That's not a life. That's not what you're meant to do. You're meant for more than that. You're meant to 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 explore how fit your body can be. To explore. How, how much money you can make, how much impact you can make to explore what we're doing here and, and how much legacy you can leave behind. That's not a that's not a desire. That's a duty. That's something you should just get up and do. Mm-hmm. It's not about mm-hmm. it's for some people and it's not for others. That's bullshit that lazy people say. It's yeah. it's about you having a responsibility to yourself to yeah. see how much of a impact you can make on the world around you and the reason why i disagree with a lot of like the more liberal philosophies today that makes me evil men create bad times and like what we're calling people to right now is to rise up and be strong so that we can create good times and like this whole they call it the red pill movement i see it on social media all the time and i don't agree with everything in the red pill movement No, exactly and that's that's where i'm getting it like with your andrew tates or your sneakos or all these other cats who like i would say are probably misogynist and all the other it's, it's definitely it's definitely an overcorrection yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's a pendulum swing in the wrong direction like when we're sitting here we're not those things, yeah. but I think this is it, something. It's that a pendulum where society is so far over here. Where it's like masculinity and all these things are evil, and what's right is here. I think there's a lot of people you, existing over here. Way it's like, over there. It's like no, no, no. Women are not the enemy. Women are not yeah. the problem. It's we, not women. We need them. It's 
it, to be honest with you, it, I don't even think it's feminism. It's a lack of masculinity that made feminism so popular. It was like you said. let feminism get away. Because feminism it was the lazy is, people. And yeah. They try to manipulate man, we you into thinking be, it's bad. We were made to be fucking lions, dude. You I don't know what I mean? We should fuck lions. No. <laughs> I, that, I'm, I'm pretty against fucking lines, actually. Man, I mean, that, that came out really I weird. Mean, <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. It's like, we, we, were, we were... You see a fucking line, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, I agree with the majestic part. I just... <laughs> I don't like to... I don't, I'm not sexually attracted to lines. I'm not either. Okay. I'm not either. What about house cats? <laughs> okay, none of them. Not mancoons. You, you sure? Right. All right, all right. We're good, then. Uh, no, I like good. You can stay on the show. I'm heterosexual. I like the females. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah, I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Too much, probably. I like my wife the most, but, you know, Whew. you just got to, you got to, and that goes, and, and that's where I think they miss it, too, is I think that you are called to deny the flesh a little bit. You're, you're, you're called to deny your, your, your most humanistic instincts, and I think that um, that's the hardest, one of the hardest parts, mm-hmm. and I think with your people like Andrew Tate who are like, no, uh, and, and, and here's the thing: as long as it's a consensual relationship, if, if she wants to let you sleep with whoever you want, that's fine. Um, I think that I think that freedom of speech is important on both sides. I think that if you want to spread feminism, I think that that's your right to do so. I think if you want to spread uh, misogyny, I think that's your right to do so. Um, and a, but a lot of what Andrew Tate says is true. You, as men, we have duty. You shouldn't let your emotions get in the way of that duty. You shouldn't let. Uh, you should wake up in the morning and go to work, no matter, and, and work on yourself. Get up and go to the gym, no matter if you feel like it or not. That's part of being a man. Part of your value as a man is based on, and as a person, but especially as a man, is based on how able and willing are you to get up and do the things you don't want to do, even though you know you need to. That's really, that's discipline. That's what makes you valuable. That's what brings value, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was easier for our grandfathers because for them, if they didn't get up and bust their ass every day, you starved. Yep. And we that's don't live in that world too. And we've talked about this before that discipline is a muscle. Yeah, you it gets got easier. To, you have to work on it. Yeah, it gets easier. It's like when you take ice baths. Yeah. And the first time you take an ice bath, it's a nightmare. And then the second yeah. time, it's real bad. The third time, yeah. it's real bad again. The fourth time, it's still pretty bad. But yeah, the and 500 times. 500 times. It's never great. It's never fun. You're never just like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's always like, okay, let me get over this. But it, it's easier to get over it. It's easier yep. to get in there and do it. It's just like fighting. First time you fight, it's a nightmare. You know, like when you get in the cage. Second time. Couldn't it's, imagine. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just like so many emotions. And then as you do it, you learn to control those emotions. You learn to be really disciplined on your diet so the weight cut gets easier. You learn how to, you learn how to do it, and it gets easier. Yep. And and you and you become more disciplined, and I don't know. I think that I think that one of the issues with what's being taught to men today is they're taught to think and act like women. Follow your heart. That's the dumbest advice you could give a dude. If you tell the dude to follow his heart, he's fucking everything with legs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what your heart. Let's be honest, guys. That's what our heart's telling us to do. See, women's heart is a little different. Their heart's like go find the the best guy, mm-hmm. find the best guy. You know, and then lock him down. Mm. You know, whereas a man like our heart, our heart is telling us like a lot of different things at different times. But I mean, even when it comes to my faith, my faith tells me not to trust my heart because it cannot be trusted. Mm. Right, and that's and that's yeah. a value. That's one of the valuable lessons I think in the Christian faith is don't trust your heart. Trust the Word of God. Okay, don't trust your, don't trust what you, how you feel. Trust. 
the set of principles that is set up that guides you to mm-hmm. what's right and wrong to, mm-hmm. despite how you feel. Mm-hmm. When you find your wife cheating on you, you feel like murdering everybody in the room. <laughs> That's not necessarily a good thing. When I, when That's I'm, not irrational, when but I'm, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> when, when any of us are bullied, what, do we, what did we want to do? Were, you, were y'all ever bullied? What'd you yeah, want to do? Somewhat, yeah. Brutally, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, my I, I, got, sh- I got my teeth knocked out when I was 11. Right. I went through high school with no front teeth. Yeah, I got bullied. Right. And you wanted to shoot the fucking school up. Yeah, okay. That's what I wanted to do. We were going to have a Pearl uh, situation. You know, that was the first school shooting. Was yeah, in Pearl, Pearl. Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Columbine's the famous one. Right. But Pearl was the first. Right. And, 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 and that's when you're bullied. That's what you want to do. Your heart tells you to shoot the school up. Your emotions tell you to shoot the school. You get riled up. Yeah, you get you get angry, and that's yeah. where my mind goes. The violence, but as a man who is who has a who has a a tendency for violence, it's very important that I rein that in and I learn how to control that. And that's what martial arts does for me. Is it helps me control that 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 need that desire to hurt oh, people and, yeah, and be look, violent when I don't get my way. Yeah, they know how to control it and how to release it and when to release it. Right. I, and I don't know if it's specifically been, but I think like. That kind of training and that setting is proper because I, I believe that men, specifically maybe women as well, but we have an energy that we need to exert yeah. and get out or else we explode. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a uh, talking about just physical exercise. You know, as, as humans, we're meant to move, but our brain is also evolutionarily designed to tell you that, hey, if you don't have anything chasing you right now, conserve energy. It helps us survive. So if you don't have something in you right now that's chasing you or or you're not in any kind of danger, you're not in a fight, you're not you're not running from something, you need to conserve energy. That's what laziness is. It's your brain tricking you because it's like, hey, mm-hmm. food is very scarce. There's not a lot of food out there. There's a scarcity mindset around energy that's just been ingrained in your brain. Food is scarce. And when you don't have to move, you shouldn't. You should rest. Mm-hmm. Then go hunt, get your food, eat. And rest when you're not hunting. Rest when you're not when, when it's not essential. If you're not having sex or hunting or fighting, you shouldn't be or running from something for your life. You should be resting. That's how our brains work. The problem is nothing chases us anymore, and food is plenty. That's the problem. There's tons of food. You can get fat for a dollar at, at McDonald's right now. Oh, for sure. You know, people do it all the time. Poor people are fat. So food's not scarce. Discipline is scarce. And so now we have a new need as humans to rise up to this new occasion of too much food, not enough discipline, and become more disciplined than what our biology, what our heart, what our mind, what our what our inner being, what our like what our presets are telling us. Not our inner being, but what our presets are telling us. You know? And if you're not doing that, I think that you're gonna trip on the journey of life. You're gonna you're gonna make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna and I think it's inevitable. Right what do y'all think? You got anything to add to that before we move on? Good, uh, good sermon, dude. I'm with it. I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. All right, so let's talk about tits. Um, nice. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just playing. Wouldn't that be crazy if yeah. all the hearts started going ding, 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 ding? Hundred percent. Discipline equals freedom. That's right, Ben Hardy. Hundred percent. What is it? Discipline equals freedom. Dis- oh yeah. Yeah, because because oh, yeah, you're, sure. you're really a slave to yourself. Yeah. Like as a as a human, you're a slave to yourself. You're a slave to your desires. You're a slave to to your innermost desires and fears and and whatnot, and as you become disciplined, you can you can supersede that and, and have freedom, mm-hmm. have freedom from that. 
We're going to put the number in the chat. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, if you guys so want to call in, y'all got anything, uh, give us just a second. We'll have the number in the chat. You guys can call in. And, and if you got a story or if you got a uh, question. question, if you guys want to yeah. ask something or add something, oh. um, we're going to keep it to about 30 seconds, 30 seconds to a minute, something like that. Um, Mo's got to go with the phone. I had this. Uh, this hey, Mo, you might want to center the camera before you walk off. <laughs> Keep it all about me, boy. I had something while we wait. Right. Is uh, Have you ever stood on a ledge and thought I could jump? They're jumping in the void thing? There's a phrase for well, that. Part of me. But I do know people who have said that. Yeah, I'm scared of heights. I don't I don't have that life. It's a feeling more people Let me take have had. Let drinks over there. If you got one left. That's, that's all there is. <laughs> you don't want one of the sugar free was this. I'm all right. And then he's got a weird taste. You're looking down and they're not cold neither. No. You're, oh, yeah. you're looking down from the edge of a cliff on a balcony, dozens of stories high, admiring the bird eye view, when suddenly something sinister happens. I could jump right now. You think to yourself before mentally recoiling at the thought as you withdraw from the ledge, you're not alone. The French have a phrase for it La Pelle de Vide. The call of the void. Pretty sure you didn't say that right. I'm 100 percent sure I did not. <laughs> Back you off just a little bit there, player. Yeah, I'm like, I'm scared of heights, man. I'm not. Gonna I am too, but I also I have the most intrusive thoughts. The most intrusive thoughts. Not uh, even like my, my my intrusive thoughts aren't even necessarily things I want to do. They're just intrusive thoughts. So I have the intrusive thought, but I don't necessarily want to do it. I'm like, I could just jump right now and just kind of like you feel that little freedom of that fall and you're like, but I don't want to. But what's crazy? You just want to feel the freedom of the fall. I have been at a beach condo overlooking the beach 15 stories high and looking over the balcony and be like, and have that intrusive thought. Be like, but it's not suicidal. It's, I feel like I would have been fine. Yeah. But it's like I, that. I never felt like I was going to be fine. It's that call to the yeah. void kind of thing. Yeah. No, I mean, like, when I'm that high up, I'm like oh, holding over the ledge. I'm like, man, I, I can't wait till I get Oh, yeah, I'm here. holding on tight. Yeah, I'm like, I don't really want to be here, but it's kind of cool looking up here. You want to know the kind of intrusive <laughs> thoughts I deal with? Oh. Um, I've got a lot. So, like, I had this one. I used to get this one a lot. I used to work a uh, vending route. I used to refill vending machines. My senior year of high school and right out of high school, my, my dad, when I was, like, 10 or 11, started a vending company and grew it to be fairly large and then ended up selling it and um it, i mean it wasn't huge but it was it was enough for one person to refill drinking snack sheets all day and he made a good he made a living doing it and um my senior year of high school i'm the one that ran ran the route and most of our accounts were in nursing homes with very very old people and I remember I would have, like, little old ladies roll up on a wheelchair, <laughs> and they'd be like, can I get this? And I'd, like, be handing them a Diet Coke, and I would just be like, what if I just started beating this woman to death with this hot Diet Coke? <laughs> like, and it's not, like, it's not an intrusive thought as in, like, I want to do this. It's a what if I did this? Yeah. How would everyone yeah. around around react? What would people uh. say? Like, how would... Like, cause it would be, it would take a second to process, right? Like, if me and you were on this podcast right now, and I just reached under here and picked up like a one of those big heavy glass ashtrays, what about my rock? And dived over the table and just started beating West to death with it. How long would it take your brain to register what was happening and stop me? Several seconds. You know what I mean? Like, there's a few, and, like, and then I would just think, like, I should just start beating this woman's ass. Like, like some little little you know six year old lady would ask me a question in the gym, and I'm like, what if I just took this two and a half pound weight and just beat her to death in front of everybody? <laughs> or like when you're driving down the interstate, and do you're it. like, hey, what if I switch lanes into this car? Yeah, or, or, or yeah, that's another one. Or there's a big crowd of people, and I'm just like, hand right here, 
like Bill Burr has a bit about this. Hand right I'm here. One jerk away. One, I'm, I'm like I'm like two degrees away from the six o'clock news nationwide. Like nobody knows who I am. Six o'clock news, thirty dead. There was no signs I was ever going to do it. Perfectly normal mm-hmm. person. You know what I mean? Like riding down the road, nothing's happening. Thirty like dead. A, oh my god! We just didn't know it was coming. Like Jake, please like turn Eminem, yourself in. Eminem on that song "Purple Pills." Have you ever, started a mosh pit? Stop the bitch and squash your kids. <laughs> have you ever worked in the kitchen? Intrusive thoughts. I've never worked in the kitchen before. Like, like what? Like cutting I fingers could, off and shit. Mm, man, I could totally just. Like just hockalugie in this person's mashed potatoes. Hockalugie. I could see it if you worked at a restaurant. Yeah, oh, you that's that's what I'm saying. oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Nobody works in their kitchen could, other than wives. I could reach down and I could get some sweaty ball juice and just rub it in your. Uh, and you never know it. Never yeah, know. And that filet mignon just have my taint, uh, my taint mm. sweat. Intrusive thoughts. And that's one thing. That's about why I'm always nice to waiters. Yeah, me too. Always. Always, dude. I always tip well, especially where I'm known. I've never seen shit back. Like, if never. I don't care if you burned it. Yeah, I'll if it's like it. a crisp, I'll just be like, eh, right, the audacity of people to be like, I was at a Waffle House and a buddy of mine ordered a steak from Waffle House. Oh my god! And sent it back, <laughs> and I was like, you are a nut. So you can see where at it's getting cooked, and the guy cooking sees where it came from. Yeah, at least, at least it, at least you can <laughs> see it getting fixed, though, getting cooked. Like I can keep an eye on it. Like Waffle House, Subway. But even then, your mind would play hibachi. tricks on you, bro. He'd be like, what the fuck was that he, he just sprinkled Speaking on this shit? Speaking of hibachi, uh, latest Britney Spears. You see her dancing with knives? Oh, with the knives? Have you, have you ever thought that conservatorship wasn't right? Maybe it was for her. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I see what was I see what's going on there. Um, well, Alan trying to be like Jenny on Forrest Gump listening to Freebird. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, ledge. she was in a jump. Yeah. Yeah. She was quite a bit high though, not just <laughs> yeah. as far as the building up. Yeah, I, I'm. I have some super intrusive thoughts, like yeah. like little things. And I tell you, um, it, I I really have to like make myself because the thing about it is, is I feel the guilt from it. Like, didn't even do I it. I didn't even do it. Yeah, like I feel super guilty. Like what? I feel the embarrassment and the guilt of if I had done it. What is that? You are feeling guilt and embarrassment of a thought. Yeah. Like is that? Is that that? I do it all the time. I don't know. I mean, what what is? That? I don't know. I have no idea. I, don't know. I have no idea. I do it all is the it, time. Is, it, is that your like, like? I'll think about is, beating that lady that to death your, with the weight, and is, then I'm like, oh man. Is like, that your Jimmy? Everybody would hate me. Everybody would. It's almost like it's stopping it before it could even happen. You know, yeah, because but, but I, feeling the weight, the shame, the embarrassment—it never happened. It was only in yeah. your head. But some, I, I'm with you. But I think somehow that, you feel that it. weight, shame, and embarrassment. I think might be the might be the um, the thing that keeps you. Yeah, the thing that keeps us all. Is that why Grand Theft Auto is such a popular game? Yeah, because it just Cause lets you Because you, you can do it, but like, you're not like... Like how you act on Grand Theft Auto. You're is telling like, me that you don't stop at red lights and go the speed limit <laughs> or in Grand Theft Auto? snipe people from buildings? Or like, get a prostitute and then stab her to death as soon as she gets I out of the always, car and beat her to death with a hammer? I always pay my, for their service. No, yeah, I'll pay for it. Then I murder them and get my money back after. Like, dude, me on GTA, I'm a piece of shit. And I kind of feel like if, like, there were no... If you really believe there wasn't a God and, like, there were no rules and no repercussions from actions. How you act on GTA is probably what you would do. Probably what you would do. That's probably what you would do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And like a lot of people is like, uh, you know, they blame Call of Duty or these video games for gun violence. Yeah, it's no. Like, no, no, Call of Duty, you got these, a mission. These platforms give young people or whomever an, an they outlet are, for an, that an outlet. desire to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I can actually, I can, I can play this out. Yeah, 
Yeah. The argument is like, uh, and, and this to play devil's advocate to that point is allowing. Isn't that kind of like allowing yourself to have just a little bit of heroin? Mm. Ooh. You know what I mean? Isn't that kind of like letting yourself have, have just a little cocaine? Like, oh, if I just have a little bit, it'll it'll relieve my desire to do it. Because, I mean, it's hard to argue that people aren't more likely to do that stuff now than they used to be. I'm not saying that video games are the reason at all. Do I think video keep, games are the reason? Absolutely not. in your car, because maybe. typically, typically, I think that the people who are going to do it, they're going to do it. Like, like, these are crazy people. The reason I think it's more common now is just because there's more people. There's just more people. The murder rate's not yeah. any higher than it was like, like yeah. 30 years ago. It's actually lower. It's, it's not any higher than it was in the 20s either. You know, which most of those weren't mass shootings for like because he he, he did they bullied me at school and didn't let me be a girl even though I'm a boy like you know like that <laughs> that's just you telling men that they need to listen to their emotions and not have duty and you know it, it's it's just become very clear I think with the mental health in men in this country that like we need that little bit of weight we need that little bit of this is your duty not to do these things it's your duty as a six foot three two hundred forty pound fighter to not just go beat up old ladies and you should feel a little guilty and that little bit of, in the back of your head it's your conscience it's a little bit of like how oh, you imagine how you'd feel does that if you transgenderism that. thing not feel like game in the system and like some of the people especially when it's a it's a dude uh converting to a female and then they start gaming it to where they're in a women's locker room such as your leah thomas to where He's just a fucking pervert. Could yeah, be. he's got a full-blown cock. It, def- it still, definitely I mean, still opens up that argument. It definitely opens up that I mean, light. think about, like, the California thing with the prisons. It's like, how many guys have now— Oh, yeah. If I go to jail in California, I'm a girl. Yeah, and, and well, I, I got infinite pussy. Yeah, I, I identify as a, as a woman. Yeah, I don't want to cut anything off. No. And I don't want to do hormone therapy yet because I'm, I'm still—but I am a woman. Yeah. To, to go to a women's prison, you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to go. To, oh, I don't want to go to men's prison in California. Shit, sounds awful, dude. Yeah. Sounds awful. Sounds Even awful. just to not sounds get to go to men's prison anywhere. I'd a lot rather go to women's prison than men's prison. Like I'll throw hands with any woman in there that wants to smoke. <laughs> like I'm probably like, like I'm pretty confident I could take six women. Six <laughs> dudes jump on me in the shower. Check out Phil. Uh, uh, Phil says cartoons were far too violent when I was a kid, and not once has I dropped an amble on anyone or anything. <laughs> true, yeah. point proven. Yeah, point proven. That's true. And That's I do sometimes want to drop things on people's head. Dude, what about the amount of cartoons when we was young that played with dynamite? Oh my god, Wally the Dynamite. Yeah, that's what he's talking about too. Yeah. Like dynamite. dynamite, but uh, Yosemite Sam was blasting off pistols just anywhere just, he wanted. Just, just no regard for gun safety. Yeah, no zero uh, regard for gun safety. Elmer Fudd was dropping that <laughs> double barrel shotgun in the woods without just. <laughs> I'm hunting from the hunting, hill, hunting rabbits, <laughs> just taking stuff out. Just and hey, we turned out fine. That's true. Did, then again, did we? I'd like to say I'd like to think so. Yeah. Then again, uh, they were the bad guys of the, you know, Bugs Bunny was kind of like the main character, good guy. But then again, he was like boiling people alive and stuff. So for sure, pretty dark, pretty dark character himself. Yeah, witch stews and, and stuff. And I think he, I mean he clearly was like a satanist or something because he was like getting in the suit and it wasn't hurting him and boiling water. He was fine. He clearly there's Truth. some dark magic going on there, bro. Like that makes no sense. There's something to be said about that. You know, like no, there's not. Uh, there's definitely not. Like <laughs> oh, we could we could definitely. Well, I mean, go. we could go there, You're but it'd be about really like the, silly. Like the Mickey Mouse Fantasia. Oh, and all that. I mean, we've done it. Yeah, we, we did it with we Sesame Street. We can go there again. Oh yeah, we can. We can make some ridiculous points to pretty much any show you want. Jimmy Neutron, let's get it. You know, <laughs> not really. I don't have anything for Jimmy Neutron. Well, SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob. Him and Patrick were gay. No doubt. That was definitely a push of the gay agenda. Really? I don't know. 
don't know. They might have been. I might have been. I don't know. Uh, I just, the, I'm the just big, talking the, shit. The biggest I'm thing in that, like, of all of it is uh, you had a squirrel living underwater. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Crab's daughter was a whale. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. You, you had a lot of things yeah. that were just kind of weird. That's true. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. Weird and time under the ocean. It still is like under the pop culture. It's very meme. It's it's the language of the people. It's almost like Harry Potter. You know, it's even strange. If you start out the song, everybody knows it. Oh, oh you do that in a any, pineapple under the sea. You do that anywhere. Everybody's gonna say it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. It is is SpongeBob the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Just, you know, ridiculous shit. If you guys have questions, y'all, too, y'all, y'all call in 662-574-6487. Give us a we'll call. We'll put you live on the show. Give us Man, a we call. Probably, I really wish we could do these pre-recorded. That way we don't have to have any more M-bombs getting dropped live. But hey, you know, yeah, don't do that, guys. Yeah, don't drop the M-bomb. Keep, keep the cur- cursing to a minimum. I mean, F-bomb here and there, you're good, but, you know. Don't uh, don't just abuse it and uh, keep any racial slurs <laughs> yeah. to a. We got caught off guard pretty pretty hard last week. Yeah. yeah, that that I don't know if y'all know how YouTube works, but there's certain <laughs> things they don't want you to say. On that has to be hot on and the that's list. Pretty high on the list. I, I I'm I, I honestly am a little uh, a little worried to even go back and look. I'm, I'm going to though. Did to they take it that. down? No, I don't no, think they took it down. Yeah, I don't think they took it down. Wow. I don't know. Let's look here. It's just a <laughs> it was, history. Yeah. It's, uh, it came out of the gate quick, didn't it? I was waiting for that to be a short, and I was like, if they don't do it, I'm going to make it a short. Oh, man. <laughs> Who was that they called? That was a oh, – We don't have a lot of – Was it Tristan? Tristan, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's down below Jackson. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time, though. It was fun. Was, was it down below Jackson? I think that's where that's that from. Where from. I don't remember. Oh. Okay, Brookhaven, maybe? Is that where he said he's from? No, Brookhaven would be north. I was thinking he was north. Maybe. Was that was north? Was that somewhere? Man, I ain't even got a clue. I don't remember. Oh, I'm God. sorry, Tristan. We're sorry, guys, buddy. <laughs> We're sorry. I'm super happy you called. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a great call. It was a great call. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed having him on the, on not, the call. Not. It really yeah, – <laughs> I really like having these calls and, and having relationships with people from the podcast because it really drives home – the kind of people that are watching the podcast, I, I really get to see like who is enjoying this. And can I just say, it is exactly who I thought. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is exactly who I thought was listening to the show. I was pretty sure I knew who was the who was who were the, our fans, like what kind of people they were. I had it to a T. You didn't like, disappoint. Like I knew exactly what it was going to be. Like, and we've got a lot. I know we have a, a wide array. Um, what's crazy is. How the, the like the number of like non-white people who are big fans, like and not necessarily black, but just non not white, yeah. like Hispanic, mm-hmm. black, um, who have very similar beliefs and ideals as mm-hmm. us. That's what that's what I thought it was going to be a lot more basic white dudes, and it's a lot more um, <laughs> like people of color that have very similar beliefs as us, like a lot of black people, yeah. a lot of Hispanic people. It, like we have a we have a lot broader audience in those genres because I figured just us being white we would like it would be more white people but it's not yeah. it's a lot of Hispanics and, and black people who just who see the world in a really similar lens yeah. which makes sense because oftentimes those cultures are more masculine 
oftentimes yeah. black and Hispanic cultures are more masculine yeah. than white culture. That's true. Um, white culture has become That's very femi- feminine. And it's the reason why white boys can't fight. Two. White, white boys can't fight. And, and well, I, hate to, I hate to admit that. White boys can't fight. Like, by and large, most you, it's per capita. If you're looking at the number of black kids and Hispanic kids, Mexican kids or whatever, and white kids, for the amount of white kids there are, you should have more white kids winning fights than we do. Mm-hmm. It's not that white kids can't win fights. It's not that they can't. You got the. You have the. You have white kids that were that were raised in the trailer park who who were raised doing martial arts, whatever, and they were ra- wrestling. Shout out to our lone lost brother Tyler Copeland. They can they can <laughs> yeah. fight, but for the most part, for the most part, when you're watching fights at school, I don't know if you're watching black kids and white kids getting fights in school these days. But the white kids ain't winning. Uh, and you can say it's an athleticism thing, but I don't think that's all of it. Because, you know, you can't make those same arguments for Mexican kids. And Mexican kids can still fight. It's because white kids are soft now. White kids are grown, raised to be little bitches. And it's, it's a sad thing to me. It's a sad thing. I think that losing that ability to fight in a culture is, is, is a negative. To go back to what we were saying earlier at the beginning of the episode, I think it has to do everything with a positive masculine figure in the home. Well, but, Having you, a father. but if you argued that, then you would say, why are black kids who are fatherless at a higher rate than white kids, why Ooh. are they winning the fight? That's Their culture is more masculine. It's a culture thing. Is a culture thing. White culture has took the father out of the home, but done it through the workforce. <coughs> Men live at work. Lee Carl uh, on the county line had uh, two uh, rap artists on the show. One makes beat, the other one raps. And the interview was very interesting. Uh, these two guys, they're out of the Philadelphia, Mississippi area, and they got on a discussion of masculinity in the black home. And that is one thing that I found remarkable about what they said is this generation talking about us, our age group, mm-hmm. those black fathers, they're in the home. Yeah. Whether they're with their baby mama or not, they're around the kid. They are at, with, at a much higher percentage yeah. they are. Well, the other argument is this even when they're not, here's the difference. Black mothers are trying harder, sometimes to a fault, in my opinion, sometimes not in a good way. But they're trying to be the father that they're not getting by being hard on them and making them go, fi- making them fight their battles and making them be a little bit more independent. And they kind of have to be. They're kind of thrown into life a, a little earlier than some of the, than us. But again, this is not this is not broad. This is broad strokes. Okay, there's obviously white kids that are not. But a lot of times, the mo- the white mother stays at home, babies the kid, and doesn't encourage masculinity. And the father's out of the home making a living, and the mother has a lot higher, more to do with raising the child. And men don't have enough to do with raising their kids a lot of time. They're not really spending a lot of time with them. They're not really influencing how they're raised. Whereas in, I think in like the black community, for instance, even when the father isn't in the home, the mother's trying more to raise those them to be more masculine. It's, there's more of a, like, look, if you want to fight, we can fight. It's kind of part of the culture. I'm not saying, and sometimes to a fault. I think it is mis, uh, misguided at times, but I think that white kids not being able to fight is a problem. I think it's a problem. I think you need to get your kid. If you're, if you, I think that it's good to have both parents in the home, but I think it's also important get your kids involved in wrestling, get them involved in playing football. Let them go get smoked by the more athletic black kids on the football team. We That's all, an important, we all good need thing. a six-year-old yeah. Sawyer uh, wanting to throw hands with his teacher. I think yeah. it's a good thing a little bit. Like I, I don't think he should be trying to throw hands with his teacher, but I think that like <laughs> him having that little bit of like pushback, I will fight. 
Push you know back. what I mean? Like, like I'll fight. Like, you wanna if you want to talk shit, like, you know, and a lot of it's just him trying to live up to me. It's, some of it's a little, like, bravado that's kind of brought on by his insecurity because he, he's trying to live up to, you know, a very, you know. Them shoes going to fit one day. Ma- mass, oh, he'll grow out of them, for sure. He'll grow out of them. But, you know, he's got a father who's looked up to in the community primarily for his ability to fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the number one thing I'm known for. Is in the, around here, I'm known for fights, fighting, like being able to fight, being like martial arts, mm-hmm. street fights, whatever. Like, that's what I was known for. And so, almost honestly, and sometimes I think, on do, do like, I'm not as good of a fighter as I think people think that I am, like, on the grand scheme of things. But um, that's what he's looking up to. And I think he's, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that he views an ability to be violent when it's time to. As part of being masculine and part of being a man, because it is. If you're a man and you don't have the ability to be violent, <laughs> what's the name of the show? Man up. Man That's it. Man up. Uh, you don't have the ability to be violent, then you're a bitch. You're not. You're not like. There's, there's nothing to be admired about that. You just can't fight. Mm. You know, like it, like it, it breeds weakness when people come in. If you can't fight and you're not armed, if you don't, if you can't fight and you don't have guns. Then you're literally you're just a cog on a wheel that's going to do whatever you're told because you don't have a choice. If the government comes in and decides to ship you all away from to concentration camps or or whatever, if you don't have a gun and you don't know how to fight and use that gun and use your hands, then you're yeah. just you're a little bitch. Like like you're just living. Yeah. You should know you should know how to use at least one of the two, preferably both. Both. I think you Man, should. One know thing how to that use bothers both. bothers me. I don't know if it bothers y'all, but I can't stand when I hear a grown man say, "Guns scare me." Mm-mm. They should scare you, but little, you should yeah. also know how to use them. Right? Did you say grown man? You, you, you can find <laughs> hundreds of them on YouTube videos. People like, uh, like saying. Uh, I think you need to put quotations <laughs> around it. Grown man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, little bitch boy. Yeah, exactly. Probably that better. Exactly. I don't wear earplugs, and I love man. being around them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't never wear earplugs. Didn't wear them the whole time I was in the Marine Corps. Really? Probably why I, I can't probably hear. wear them now. I mean, you know. I'm already getting hard of hearing. If I, I wish I'm shooting indoors. I don't wear them in oh, band sh- practice. Yeah, I ain't going to wear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can be deaf at 60. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what? I'm, I feel like I'm already going deaf, so I can't yeah. say nothing. I feel that way, too. But I, I, just, I, think we're, I think we're – I think overall, I think all of culture is just in a need for ma- – and we're looking for it, man. That's why you're Andrew Tate's, you're Joe Rogan's. Your Jocko, uh-huh. your uh, David Goggins. That's why these guys are rising to fame mm-hmm. and becoming so big is because young men are hungry. They want to, something like For someone that. to tell them that it's okay to be a man. It's okay to be the shit. For sure. It's okay to go make you some money, have a six-pack, <clears throat> have some girls. What, like It's okay to go and run just because it's hard. Because that's the scary thing about David Goggins. All right, that's he's on some shit. I'm not even on. He's on that shit where he's like, I'm gonna go run, and I do cardio sometimes just because it's hard. That guy, uh, let me stop you right there. I used to not be able to swim. You hear me, pussy? I said, tie me up, put my hands behind my back, tie my legs up, and then throw me into a pond. He, well, he still, did. He, he does, still does that shit. I know. Yeah, he's not lying. That's a, he's on. He, yeah. he does this shit like he's negative buoyant, which I'm negative buoyant too. So I get it. That's why it makes me feel like a bitch. Because I'm negative buoyant. And he's like, I'm negative buoyant. And I went all the way through SEALs training three times. I did BUDS three times. I've been drowned four times. I did this, I, but I got to the, And it's like, God, dog, this makes me feel like a bitch, dude. Like, he's like, I'm going to go times. run 100 miles because it's hard. Just because it sucks. It's, it's 
insane. Yeah. The guy is insane. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. Like, yeah. but I love it. It's like the kind of crazy I want to yeah. be. Like, to be so disciplined and dedicated I, every, to just be insane. Every time I see one of his videos pop up on social media, I will watch it. He's, he's always yeah. running and calling Who's going to carry the boats? Dude, I done bought both of his books, paperbacks. Really? Yeah. I, 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 read, uh, I read Can't Hurt Me. I haven't read I read the one. first one. I'm, I'm in the first chapter of the second one. Really? I haven't, I haven't started that The first one, one blew my damn mind, dude. It was mind, crazy. Dude. Homies just, if all that shit's true, and the thing about it is, a lot of it's verified. Like, dude, he, he's got other people that, that verify it. Yeah. All the other military schools, uh, Rangers, um, yeah, uh, military. Jump, yeah, but uh, the, what was it, Jump School and all that? Yeah, I can't we remember. With, the, the one with, what's the one from the Air Force that he yeah, watched oh, out? Oh, uh, para, Pararescue. Pararescue, yeah. yeah, he did Pararescue and actually watched out of that because yeah. of the swimming part. Then went to break the damn uh, pull-up record. Broke the pull-up record. Went and did it again. Yeah, and then also broke, and if you, you hear about him breaking the pull-up record, <gasps> the, his hands were just... Oh. Bleeding, and he had these like sores, and it, I mean, he couldn't he hardly grip the bar. He had to tape his hands so he could grip the bar to do all these thousands of. It's insane, dude. The dude is crazy. He's a madman, and I love it. Like he's just. Do I want to be like him? Maybe not exactly, but <laughs> I want to have the fortitude where if I make up my mind, I'm gonna leave right yeah. now. He wrote. He did a hundred. His first hundred mile race at 230 pounds with no training. He didn't warm up. He didn't go and do oh, some just marathons. a couple days notice. What? Yeah, just on yeah. like two days notice. He was over two hundred pounds. Yeah. Like for my fallen brothers in the Marine, in the in the yeah. Navy, my fallen seals, I'm gonna go run a hundred miles, untrained. Yeah, and he went and did it. He went and did it multiple times, Wild, dude. Wow. He did. He did a. He did another. He did a a, a ultra marathon once a week for like yeah. six eight weeks or something. He ran eight hundred miles. Literal in eight forest go. Insane. Just no, insane. It's no. crazy. I don't want to do that shit I think at all. Like the camera guy is just as insane. He's doing it with him. Yeah. Listen, pussy. Or is, he, or is he riding the oh, car? I think, he's riding I think the it's car. his wife, isn't it? That, is it? That films him on those. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's pretty still. But it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It, it really is. If it's that still, it's got to be in a car. And to go run on that shorter yeah. notice and do it not with no training, sit down in your chair, shit yourself, yeah. get up, and still run the race. Run several more miles, and then have to be rushed to the hospital because yeah. your organs are failing. Dude. Like, he ran so far that his organs began to fail. He had to go to the hospital. Close the episode on that. I'm done. Yeah. Jesus loves. <laughs> right. You just you just, you, you, you want to feel like a bitch. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I've, I've gotten the cage and fought, or I've, you know, I'll go run five miles with no training because mm. I'm like a hundred. Dude, I can't even fathom running a hundred miles at one time. Dude, I'm like I can't even fathom. I'm training for this 5K right now in a mile, mile and a half. Like, it's getting me. Yeah, and that's like what 3.5 miles. Yeah, is it, is it it's three, three miles. How much? Three miles. Three miles. Yeah. Three miles. Three point one. I mean, which I got seven weeks. Your boy's going to do it. They ain't no doubt. One hundred percent. I got nothing. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm excited for you. I've got nothing but faith in you, and I'd be real disappointed yeah. in you if you did. No, I'm doing like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'd peer pressure you pretty bad. Like if you, I don't think I'm gonna do it, like, bro. Your you boy's doing it. Y'all might slim me slim down a little bit, which is cool. That's what I'm going for. But just you know, going hey, to wear that muscle shirt. And just had to start. On it, it was like took a hard look in the mirror at myself. Is what it took. That's where I'm at right now. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Now this is all about taking action. Go read uh, "Waking the Giant Within" by Tony Robbins. Too. I got it in the back of my Durango. Yeah. What was that first book you told me? Um, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits and Waking the Awaken the Giant Within. Yeah, both those are, are good. Because "Awaken the Giant Within" essentially, I can put it in a nutshell for you right now. You are literally one decision away from whatever you want in life. If you want to be fit, all you have to do is just decide to be fit. Yeah, that's It's true. one decision. It's just I need to – I have the power in me to just decide and shape my identity that I'm going to do this thing. And you go do that shit, and that's it. 
Like, you just make the decision. The problem is when you start second-guessing your decisions. Like, it's really just about making a decision. If you'll just say, okay, starting right now, I'm going to quit being a piece of shit. I'm going to start eating healthy, and I'm going to get a six-pack. I tell you. That's 100% within revela- your power. Revelation last night. Uh, I was sitting out at the apartment complex where I live, and a girl crossed the hall. I'm out on the balcony smoking a cigarette, and my buddy lives down the street, and he's longboarding, and I'm being a dickhead to him. I was like, do a kickflip. <laughs> no good and damn well, you can't kickflip on a longboard. And uh, I'm giving him, uh, I'm, I'm heckling him, right? And uh, he, he walks over there to me, and we're talking. He's like, you know, he's down on the pavement. I'm up above looking down. And my neighbor, she walks out, no panties, just in a long shirt. And she's like, I ain't got no bottoms on, but would you tell him that he's hot? And I was like, I've been across the hall (laughs) this whole time. And I was, I got to start moving. You got to do something, baby. You got to do something, you know. You can't can't sit around forever. Mm -mm. I mean, you can, but again. I don't want to. imagine, Imagine how much better you'd feel as a person if she came out to tell you that. Exactly. That's my point. It's like she – Blew right through me. Really, man, as a guy, being a good-looking guy is not as hard as people think. It really isn't. If you want to be a sexy guy, you don't have to be good-looking. You just need to half-ass, take care of yourself, and dress decent. Wear wear fashionable clothes that fit and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And you will get attention from the opposite sex because you are the top 1% of men around here if you do that. Men in Columbus, Mississippi do not take care of themselves and do not dress do not, where they wear shitty clothes that, are, that don't fit them well. It's easy to be mid. It's, it's. I mean, that's one thing that I say about like southern women. Everybody thinks like you go over to Starkville and you get around them MSU girls, and they're like, "Oh my God, these are the most beautiful women in the world." And I'm like, "Have you ever been to California or New York?" I don't know, man. I've, I've been other places. I've been to California a couple times, and Oxford, Mississippi <laughs> blows them out of the fucking water, bro. Oxford is pretty bad. Uh, Oxford's probably number one for me. I've never I've I've been to California, but, but we do like what we like. Right? Yeah, and I, and Southern bells are my thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, little, a little Southern bell in a sundress. Um, Hard I'm smitten. to beat. I'm smitten. I'm done. And <laughs> and and Southern girls do take care of themselves better than women other places. Now, not necessarily in Columbus, but Southern. You got on pit hair. That's a turn off. For yeah, me. this is not my thing. Um, Man, but men in the season. South, for the most part, we just eat fried food and get fat. Mm-hmm. And, and where. Fucking overalls all day, every day. and No, we don't. A lot of them do. Yeah, some of them. Used to. Yeah. Used to. Yeah. Now it's Carhartt. Carhartt overalls. Yeah, Carhartt overalls. You see that a lot. <laughs> you see that a lot. Um, but as a guy around here, you really it's not that hard to stand out. Just mm-hmm. take care of yourself. It really isn't. Keep yourself groomed. Keep your hair clean. Keep your body clean. Smell decent. Be in decent shape. Wear clothes that fit and look good on you. Dude, and just smelling okay makes a big difference. God, dude. Makes a big difference. And then go learn to have a little bit of game on top of that, and just your gravy. You know what I mean? Just have a little game on top of it, and you, you can pretty the much. Amount of, the amount of people here that at this day and age in 2023 that you encounter that still don't know what deodorant or cologne is. It's crazy. Baffles me. It's dude. crazy. I it's, can't. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. What are you doing, dude? What no, are you doing? I'm you, not with that. Yeah, no, get, get it together, bro. Yeah. Uh-uh. Get it together. Put on, put on, put on some, put on some right guard. <laughs> yeah, you know dude, what I mean. Put some breeze or something. Old, old dude, I will be honest with you. Like covering bo with cologne is worse. Yeah, it is yeah. worse. Oh yeah, because then you're smelling both. Yeah. yeah, it's worse. It just ruins the cologne. 
It don't make the B.O. better. It ruins the it. It's like when somebody shits in the bathroom and covers it up with a breeze. A breeze. You just, Was that you talking about yeah, that the other day? Yeah, you just, you're just making both worse. <laughs> you're, just, you're just ruining Febreze mm-hmm. is all you're doing. You just ruined the Febreze. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Mo, just for the record, not Alan. Yeah, no, no, no. He's like he's pointed I out. I think you were talking about that last week. I was, I, I was. Last, yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, I it, 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 it doesn't help. And it's, it's, it's easy to stand out. I think that if you're just really honestly getting a weightlifting routine, do find something that gets you moving for cardio. You don't have to run. You don't have to do circuits. Just find something that gets you moving. It can be riding a skateboard. It can be, you know, even just walking and jogging or running. It can be jujitsu. It can be just move and burn and sweat. That's my midlife crisis. Fitness. That's a good one. That's a good one to get on. Honestly, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be, be a BJJ guy slash skateboard dude in my mid thirties. Okay, what's a lot up? of people do that? A lot of people do. Why that. the fuck not? Yeah, I'm gonna have cauliflower here, Mo. You watch out. You're not gonna be the only motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's got some pretty epic cauliflower. Yes, he does. He's got the best. He wins called the cauliflower contest. Mm. If you're talking about everybody in the gym and their cauliflower, I've got a little bit in this ear, just like a. Like a little touch you can kind of see right there. Mo looked like he stepped out the womb getting beat the fuck yeah. out of his ears. Wes, you got a little you got a little a little whole puffiness right that didn't didn't go all the way down. Yours is really uniform though. If I were gonna have cauliflower, that's in the, the best way. It's to in have. the dip right here. Yeah, you got some up here too. Yeah. You got a little fatness right but here. When but when it when it first started though, I had my whole year, but I had a nurse at work. I was working in that medical field at the time and I'd have them drain it every morning. Yeah. And then for like two weeks, but that helped, but it's still hard. Yeah, you, you never completely get rid of all of it, but I've had it a bunch of times. Y'all remember that time Kimbo Slice hit that dude in the ear? His ear exploded oh. or, or rolled up. Yeah, remember that girl that her oh. hair exploded that time? That, that goes, those two girls were fighting and it blew up. sick, dude. Ooh, that's oh. rough. That's rough. That's what you got to worry about, Mo. Ugh. So watch the mirrors when you're fighting. <laughs> I've only seen that happen a couple times, though. So. I don't know. I've seen it happen a couple of times. Um, ben Hardy makes a good point from earlier. In my opinion, it's better to be dangerous and learn slash or show how to restrain it than to have to overcome weakness in the worst moment possible. Amen. Better, it's better as the as the old. I think it's a Japanese proverb used to say. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener yep. in a war. Yep. You know that's Amen. the that's that's just it for sure. It's better to be prepared for hard times and them never come mm-hmm. than it is to be unprepared for hard times. And and yeah. they come. I mean, it just is. It's yeah. better to be prepared. There's it's another been, one similar to that. Uh, what is it? The the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in battle. All right, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the. And, and I I just think. I mean, truthfully, as a guy, talking getting back on the fitness thing, um, as a guy, you're out looking for your other half, right, and your your wife, and. In terms of who, and I'm not, I don't believe in like one true love, okay? I don't believe in, I don't believe that there's one person out there for you. I, I don't. I, it's just not my belief system. I don't think there's any biblical evidence for it. Um, I don't think that there's any, I mean, really that didn't come about until the last couple hundred years. It was never even thought of in that way. That's a Disney conspiracy, and I'm it, tired of pretending it, it, it that re- it's not. It really kind of is, honestly. It's kind of a conspiracy. Snow White. Yeah, and it is. And what was the, the the princess with the shoe flit Cinderella fitting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and really, what it what it comes down to a lot of time, the idea of one true love is really just an excuse for women to act the way that they want to act. Mm-hmm. Because 
if you cheat on somebody as a woman, mm-hmm. but then you say, oh, but I cheated with my one true love. And there's a guy, too. You're like, oh, but this person's my one true love. That person wasn't. It's kind of okay, right? Yeah. But it's not, right? Like, it's, it's not. You're just, you just had stronger feelings for that person in that moment than you did the person that you're with. But you still have a responsibility to the person you're with. And I think everybody's been to those moments. Like, I, I that happened in high school where I'd be dating a girl and I really, really like this girl. And it's like, cheat on this girl with that girl or whatever. And, and I'd rationalize, well, this is a girl I really feel like I'm supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. That's that's not that's you letting your heart lead instead of letting duty lead. I had two years of that in college and it was great. Of, of what? <laughs> that what you're describing? Oh, being with one girl and cheating on her with another girl. Wait, I mean, I'm not saying that aspect was great, oh. but like just being able to play the field that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, was, yeah. In the, I was in the best shape that I was. Right. Well, well, the point you, that I was going to make was I don't believe in one true love. I believe that um, there's a lot of options for a lot of people. And the better version of you that you are when you lock, settle in to whoever that person is, the better quality person you're going to get. That's just a fact. Yeah, As a sure. guy, if you're going to get a hotter, more attractive, but, better person most of the time, if you can, if, as long as you're not stupid, you're going to have access to more of them. If you're fit, financially independent, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, a, and a higher mindset type person. If you're the kind of person that's really positive, um, hardworking, financially independent, and, and, and good-looking and in shape, you're going to have more access to women than somebody who's none of those things or only one and or two of those things. what's crazy sure. is it works in the opposite effects with men and women because, like, the – like, with a dude, it doesn't matter how hard you are as long as you're working in that trajectory, right? But with a woman, I you mean – how hot you are? Yeah. Oh, you said hard. Okay. What the fuck did I – Right, didn't you say hard? Yeah, yeah hard. When I was like, it doesn't matter how hard you are. I was like, I think it matters some. Yeah. I think some women are going to want you to be pretty hard. <laughs> need to be able to get hard. Anyway, it's important. I've, hmm. All right, so it doesn't matter how hot you are as long as you're working that trajectory. I don't agree with that 100%. Because you're working with that trajectory, but, like, with women, I mean, like, what do dudes look for? I mean, we're looking for youth and fertility, right? Right, typically. And so, like, we, Women we, burn hot and fast. We, we, we don't, like, a dude can age, like, fine wine, and then women can, they're, like, Milk. Yeah, they, they, I'm not, well. <laughs> in, that, in, in, this, in this regard. In this regard. I don't know that I'm going to, yeah, I see what you're saying. Men men gain value with time. Women burn hot and fast. Yeah. Usually a woman's peak value is in her early 20s yeah. in terms of what a man's looking for. Because usually as she gets older, typically um, her body count goes up. She's going to become less fertile. Going to, you know, t- typically speaking, but I don't know that I'd say like milk. As a woman, I'm going to be honest with you, in the 21st century, with makeup, surgery, fitness, and everything that we and, and and skincare routines, women become. If you will take care of yourself as a woman, you are a viable option. Well into sixty, like into sixty for sure. Look at the Kardashians. If if you will go squat, bitches, hundred percent go squat as a woman. Go squat. Go work your lower body. I do get think, a booty. I get do some think legs. they're getting out of hand with some of the surgeries. Though. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, Some of the surgeries are getting I'm not necessarily a almost laughable. What I'm saying, though, is is I know a lot of women, the ones who keep taking care of themselves, and, and you see this a lot, too. Women will let themselves go, and they kind of get unattractive, and they'll go through a divorce and get fuckable again. And you're like, why didn't you just like that, do that when you were married? <laughs> you know, so I wish she wasn't attracted to him anymore, so she didn't yeah. feel like she needed to. But, like, taking care of yourself, I think – you can maintain attractiveness very late in life, but you do you do typically peak a lot younger. Whereas a man, your peak 
is a lot later. I think the peak for a woman can be a lot slower than like your Andrew Tates and your Sneakos and your Fit and Fresh. I think sure. the I think the peak the peak. It, 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 I think it's a, it's a slower decline for I a lot of women. A I think you can maintain for everybody at home. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, but I'm, you know. I think I'm as gonna, a man, you can maintain it. Like some men, as like a man, a, you peak in your 40s and 50s. Hell yeah, dude. As long but as I think you, you take can care still, of yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. even if you do take care of yourself, like you're, like say, for instance, uh, like what's that guy's name? Jim Stepani? Yeah. Dude? He's a what in his sixties, yeah. almost seventies, and he's still hard. super physically fit. and yeah. looks decent to be that yeah. age. And that's what I tell you. What's, uh, what's controversial? Making. Scott Adams. He looks great. Scott Adams. He's a guy who did the uh, the Dilbert cartoons. He got okay. canceled recently. Okay. But uh, he took the advice, and I would like to do this on the Wednesday episode. But uh, I was going to talk about like stages of men's life: twenty, thirties, forties, fifties. Duty 60s. is funny. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, get out that, but. Bet you would. No, that's what I was saying. I think men can just maintain it. I feel yeah, like they usually just, grow in value. Yeah. Usually, men's value goes up because women are not as visual. So, yeah. and 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 today, and with hormones, what they are like, your ability to inject hormones now as a man, and and like be on testosterone late in life and stuff, mm-hmm. you could maintain physical attractiveness pretty late um, without a lot of really any repercussions most of the time. Um, but with even without the attractiveness factor, men are, women are not as visual as men are. So as men gain experience and knowledge and and wealth and maturity, in a woman's eyes, he gains value as he does that. Like a woman wants a guy who has been through some shit. She wants a guy who has seen some things. She wants a guy who, is, who has lived some life. She mm-hmm. wants a guy who is very mature and, and stoic and, and a good leader. And, and, you know, that's what she's looking for. Whereas a man, we're looking for someone who can have a baby, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, in terms of our attractiveness, like, or in terms of our attraction. You got them blushy cheeks, I'm in. Right, blushy cheeks, wide hips, you know, big butt, big boobs, you know, like mm-hmm. looks healthy, good skin, like, that's yeah. pretty much all a man needs yeah. to see, yep. you know, for the most part. Anyway, we'll wrap that up. Uh, it's been a little bit of a different episode. You know, when Tyler's not here, the talks are a little different. You know, we, we it's a little different. Shout out to you, pussy. But we, yeah, his his wife didn't get home in time. And he's why just being a why ain't you listening? Where you at? He wasn't even in the chat. Oh, man, that's messed up. He's probably mad. I'm not even he your friend is. anymore. You piece of shit. I bet he, I bet he is mad. He probably is. I would be. I'd be furious. Anyway, thank you guys so much for being on this episode of the Matter Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Make sure to go check out our socials: Mississippi Superman on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and the Matter Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.